Welcome back, everyone, to the Keys Weekly Sports Wrap with Coach McDonald, the only place to get your Florida Keys prep sports news and history. You can find this podcast every Thursday at keysweekly.com. Please share and like. You can find me on Facebook at Florida Keys and Key West High School Sports History. You can hear this podcast on the radio, WKWF AM 1600, 8 AM every Saturday, WKWF FM 103.3 FM, 8 AM every Saturday. You could hear this on the radio. You could hear it on the computer. You could hear it on your phone. I don't know where else you could hear it, but I'm sure there's other places. I hope everybody's having a good week this week. I know that I am. We're still getting ready to wrap up the winter sports and get ready to move to spring. We talked about that a little bit right off the top here. Let's start going over some basketball. So we have basketball going on. It's getting ready to wrap up. All three girls basketball teams have completed their regular season play. And they're all ready for the first round of district action. The Lady Conks and Key West ended their regular season at 1-13 and and face a tough matchup against Killian in the opening round of the postgame season. Key West is a young roster, and they gained momentum as the season went on. And as they move on, that team should get better and better every year. Um, they lost a close game to 34-30, and that is a marked improvement from their 16-point deficit they had earlier in the season. And we talk about sports, and we talk about coaching, and um, one of the biggest parts, at least in my opinion, is how good your team is at the end of the season compared to the beginning. You know, that's really the true mark of, of coaching and the true mark of how far that team has come. So the Key West girls... You know, barely losing to Coral Shores at the end of the season, that shows me that there's a lot of potential and a lot of momentum going into next season. So good luck to them. Um, let's see. After defeating Key West, the Coral Shores girls, they, uh, they're they still playing. They're moving forward. The boys did uh, finish up with Coral Shores. They ended up beating Coral Shores. Um Let's see, 53-23, they're doing very well. Um, the Lady Canes face Somerset South Homestead for their opening district matchup. Their final record is 9-6. and six. Marathon Girls Basketball, they lost a heartbreaker last week to Carrollton, putting a damper on their senior night. But um, they ended up finishing the season 10-9. and nine. They face Westminster in their first district game, and... Boys basketball closes out the regular season uh, February 4th, giving Coral Shores a chance to extend their winning streak into double digits if all goes well. Now, we talked about this a little bit last week. Um, Coral Shores has beat Key West twice. They beat Marathon once, the boys. And uh, moving forward now, they have like an eight-game winning streak. So they're doing very well. And I think if they win a couple this week, they could have a 10-game winning streak. Um, they beat Key West at home, 75-58, Coral Shores did, and then traveled to Hillel and beat Hillel, 58-24. Uh, Marathon split a pair of games last week, playing Palm Glades Prep on the 25th. They beat Palm Glades Prep, 43-37, and then lost to Palmer on the 27th with a score of 73-46. Uh, Key West basketball played two games after falling to Coral Shores on the 24th. The 3A Conks took on Miami Christian on the 27th. They lost 76-60. Then uh, Blanche Ely, Pompano Beach Ely, a 6A school in Pompano Beach. They lost 81-43. Key West is uh, still waiting. We're still waiting to find out who they play in the playoffs. And that's based on the max prep power rankings. Now that ranking system gives teams with a stronger schedule and better records an advantage, but still gives each team a chance to advance to the playoffs. So... That's boys basketball and girls basketball sort of wrapping up as far as soccer goes. Um, Lady Conks, they played Mast Academy on the 25th in their quarterfinal match. Key West lost, and that ended their season. Scott Paul's return this year with a 10-7 and record, a winning record. Um, the Lady Finns traveled to Somerset Silver Palms on January 26th, and that is a game that they lost earlier in the season 9-3. to this was their first round of the district playoff games, and they ended up winning four to nothing. So, they started the year losing to this team nine to three, and then uh, last week ended up getting a four zero win. That is Keys Weekly 
sports rap writer Tracy's McDon- Tracy McDonald's team. She was able to guide them to their first uh, district playoff win since 2016. Scoring in that game was Mackenzie Booty had a hat trick and an assist, and Rain Banks, who scored one and assisted on, on Booty's three goals. Goalkeeper Kylie McDaniel had a shutout with four saves, and right now Marathon is sitting on an 8-6 and six record. So that is their first winning season and first playoff win since 2016. Uh, in the upper keys, the Lady Canes played Keysgate on January 26, defeating the Knights 1-0. Um... All three of the boys' teams won their district quarterfinal matches, so they're all moving to the uh, finals in the district championships. Now, Key West defeated the Cobras of South Miami High School 4-3 on January 25th. According to Coach Mark Prier, the Conks completely dominated South Miami High School, and the score did not reflect the true tempo of the game. Um, Marathon won decisively against Keysgate in their quarterfinal match. Uh, they won 7-1. to one. Two days later, the Dolphins headed to Palmer, losing in the semifinal match. So their season is now over, and the Marathon Dolphins boys soccer finish with a 10-9 record. Um, Key West is going to face St. Brendan's in the semifinals. We're still waiting for that game. Coral Shores won their postseason opener 7-1 to one against Somerset South Homestead. Um... They had lack of officials. They had to wait several hours to start. So you could imagine driving all the way up there and then waiting a couple hours for the referees. Coral Shores took on another Somerset team, this time Silver Palms, winning their district semifinal game. And they are in the district championship game against Palmer. So uh, girls soccer is still going on as far as who I think uh, Coral Shores is still alive. Marathon is still alive. Um, So right now, as far as the boys go, Coral Shores is in the district championship. They'll be playing Palmer. Marathon boys soccer season's over. Key West High School is still waiting to play against St. Brendan. So that's still getting ready to play out. Um, This week coming up, this weekend, we do have the football clinic. Key West Youth Ages 5-14 to have the chance to brush up on their football skills and is absolutely free. NFL tight end Colin Thompson, our podcast guest last week. Key West Zone, Makai Sargent, several other NFL players and coaches will be at the Truman Waterfront Park to offer free instruction for interested boys and girls of the Florida Keys. You're going to receive a shirt, lunch, and other swag at the camp. You guys could register online, check it out at the Key West Junior Football League. They have the flyer there. Um, it's going to be a great opportunity for the youth of the Keys. So February 4th, make sure you're down there. Um, so as far as everything else is going, you know, we have the making this podcast on Sunday. We have the NFC and AFC championship games. By the time this comes out, you know, those results will be done and we'll be coming up to the Super Bowl. And uh, today we have a very special guest actually on the podcast. We have one of my favorite people in the Keys, Coach Judd Wise, longtime teacher and coach at Mary Immaculate High School when it was a high school. I guess it's a high school again now, but for the most of his career, he's been at Key West High School. And today we're going to talk to Coach Wise about some of the greatest athletes that he's seen at Key West High School. So um, sit back, relax, and let's see how Coach Wise does with this. All right, here he is, just like I told you about in the intro. We have Coach Judd Wise from Key West High School. He's also one of the voices of the Kongs with Rick Lopez as far as football goes and baseball goes. And Coach Wise is always around Key West, and who knows what he's up to, but he's on the podcast today. How you doing, Coach? Coach McDonald, I am doing great. What a beautiful day it is. And, you know, the weather in January has been pretty darn good for the most part, so uh, you know what? It's sunny in 75 and football is going to be on and uh, I'm excited. So the reason I have you on today is because everybody's always wanting to make lists. Who's better, LeBron or Michael Jordan, right? Um, who's this? Who's that? Well, today, here's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk to Coach Wise and we're going to get this is and I'd like to say to everybody out here, this is Coach Wise's opinion. 
This is not a fact, but Coach Wise is going to give us a list today. He's going to give us a list of the best athletes that he's seen at Key West High School. And some of you out there might be asking, well, who the heck is Coach Wise? Because, I mean, but really, Coach, who doesn't know you, number one? But for the people <laughs> for the people that don't know you, I'm going to give you guys a, a little brief little intro. Coach Wise has been teaching and coaching in Key West and I, it's crazy to say this, Coach, but since the 80s, correct? 83. What? Man. Okay, let me rephrase this. Coach Wise has been teaching and coaching in the Keys since the early 1980s. Yes. And you're still coaching and teaching today? Yes, sir. So you started your career at Mary Immaculate High School when it was, well, I guess it's a high school now, but back then it was a high school and it had a lot of varsity sports. They had a baseball team. They had a football team. How did you get hooked up with that job back in 83? Well, because uh, at that time, the principal at Key West High, Clarence Phillips, wouldn't interview me. And, uh, you know, I came down <laughs> here with no job and, and uh, met Mrs. Axford, our current superintendent. She was the principal then and uh, they had an opening and I went in and interviewed and she hired me right away. And, uh, you know, the rest is history. So how does a guy come down to Key West in 1983 th This, and you have a job at Mary Immaculate? What was Mary Immaculate? First of all, what was your job there? And what well, was... I, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was an athletic director and a BE teacher for K through 12. So what was that? What was that? So you guys had a K-12 school back then. And what yes. was that school like? Oh, it, was, it was great. You know, it was just kids that uh, went there and uh, that, we only had 60 in the high school and the same uh, basic 20 that played football, played basketball and played baseball, you know, and the same uh, with the girls, the same probably 15, 16 girls that played volleyball and uh, they played softball. So, you know, it was unique. It was a unique experience, to say the least. So being athletic director now, it's not like in all these schools today where there's a, a million different sports. Mary Immaculate probably just had the one sport per season because that was as many students as they had, right? Right. We had, you know, you had two in the fall. We had volleyball and football in the fall, right. uh, basketball in the winter, and then just softball and baseball in the spring, you know. And then uh, uh, eventually they shut the high school down. I was able to move over to uh, Key West High where Tommy Roberts, the principal, hired me. And I've uh, been there ever since been, you know, I've done athletic director there as well and coached a variety of different sports there. And, uh, you know, just, uh, give my opinions on things now. So that's, that's the place that, that you want to be. I just want a job where I can give my opinion. And I think that's the greatest thing in the world. And this is what we're doing now. So just so you guys understand also coach wise has been doing the football radio broadcasts. Uh, I could remember, you know, as, as early as the early 2000s. When did you start doing that? Yeah, it was, uh, whenever Mr. Swafford went down, really, right. uh, I think that was uh, when he when he collapsed uh, at the baseball stadium. And that was like 2005, I believe. So, you know, uh, I've, I've filled in games before that. But uh, for the most part, I've been pretty much steady now for about uh, uh, 15 years, 16 years. So just so Coach Wise is going to give us his list of the best athletes he's seen at Key West High School. And Coach Wise has been to probably I mean, he's on the list is attendance over the last 25, 30 years at all of these games. You've been to most because people don't know, you You know, Coach Wise used to drive the bus just like Coach James. So he would drive for a variety of sports. He's doing radio. Coach Wise is doing public address. You're still doing public address today for like soccer. Oh, and stuff, abs right? Absolutely. I do whatever they need me to do and announce games and uh you know just whatever whatever the school needs is what i need to do so really the last thing i'm going to say about this is nobody's seen more games over the last 30 years than coach wise and we're going to start with the coach judd wise best athletes he's seen i guess we will say from 1983 to 2023 Wow, that's exactly. 40 years. That's 40 years, Coach. Best athletes in the last 40 years. Let's start this party. Okay, well, you know, I'm going to start with the girls first. Um, okay, ladies I first. Want, I don't want to leave them out. But, uh, you know, I've seen, uh, for me, I've seen five phenomenal uh, female athletes come out of, out of the Key West High, Mary McIntyre. And, uh, you know, in, in no particular order now. Wait wait a second, um, Coach. Before you start, I just want you to, when you when you say a name, then we're going to break that one down. Okay. You got it. Okay. Right. Absolutely. Right. Uh, you know, the first one is, uh, uh, Brittany commander. 
Okay. She was a tremendous, tremendous soccer player and a tremendous softball player at Key West High. And, uh, uh, you know, she uh, moved away. She didn't choose to go on to play at the next level. Well, actually, I think she did not think about it. I think she went, she went up to Embry-Riddle and played soccer. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, but she was, she was just a tough, tough uh, uh, athlete. Okay. Um, uh, next. Mm-hmm, go, yeah, ahead. go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Next up was uh, Jamie Mattingly. Uh, now, Jamie didn't choose to go to the next level, but she was another one who was a tremendous soccer and softball player. Okay. Uh, just had the heart of a lion and very aggressive and, uh, you know, just was, was a great, great athlete. Okay. Now, did you coach her at all? Uh, softball, both of them softball. So yep. you coach both of them, you coach both of them in softball. What did, what position in softball did Brittany play? Yeah. Brittany was my center fielder and Jamie was my second baseman. Right. And then they were both. And then uh, you said Brittany played soccer. What else did Jamie play? Uh, Jamie played soccer as well. So already we're seeing this common denominator of kids that are playing multiple sports. They're up there high on that great athlete list. Why do you think that is? Uh, I think because that's how they grew up playing multiple sports. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, back then it wasn't quite let's pick one sport and only play it, you know, and, and I know it was starting that aspect, but these girls had played, you know, sports all their lives. And uh, that's the two that they chose. All right. Well, who do you got next coach? Uh, Sarah Smith. All right. This is a young lady from the early nineties. Uh, she was about six, two, six, three. She was a tremendous volleyball player. All right. As well as a center on the girls basketball team. And then Sarah went on to play in college. And then she also made it on the women's pro beach volleyball tour. What? So yep. somebody from Key West ended up playing volleyball, going away, and then they're on, they were on the professional beach volleyball tour. Yes. Wow. So obviously you said that she played basketball and she played volleyball. So you did not coach her. You just someone that you watched over time. Exactly. You know, I had her in classes uh-huh. as an LMS teacher and, I watched her play because she was just a tremendous athlete. And then how often, it's not very often that you get somebody over six feet tall in the Keys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And actually we had two girls that year that were on the basketball team, both over six feet tall. So it was really interesting. And then how rare is it to get the combination of somebody over six feet tall that's athletic enough to play basketball and play and play volleyball? Especially back from the early 90s. Yeah. Okay. Not like today where, where kids are way more athletic you know, coordinated than they were, but to, to have somebody who could run, who could jump, you know, at that, at that height and everything else, it was tremendous to see. So interesting question. when we talk specifically about the keys, like coach, you said that back in the early nineties, the kids were not uh, coordinated and as, as athletic or something, or is that because now like kids these days, like if you look at key West and somebody's playing volleyball, they're going to get three full years of volleyball at HOB, and then they're also going to get probably some kind of travel AAU team. Is is it that? Is it they have more exposure to the sport, or is it something? Well, else? I, I think yeah, I think travel ball has been a huge factor. But you know, again, it's it's kind of broken down to now you play one sport and you don't play multiples. We don't see as many kids playing the multiple sports as we once did. You know, it was something that you always did. You just went from one sport to the next. Now the coaches want you to play that one sport and concentrate. And for a lot of these kids, you know, they play that travel ball and they play year round and, you know, and, and they get very coordinated and, you know, and then our athletic ability, but kids have also gotten bigger, faster and stronger yeah. over the years as well. What do you attribute Remember, that to? When, when, when I first started coaching, if you had a six, five kid, you were, you were very happy to have him at center. The problem was he couldn't run the floor. Now today you got kids who are six eight six nine playing point guard, right? That's how it's all changed. Well, so what's changed? Uh, the 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 training, I think. Yeah. The you know the 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 more of the stretching, more of the the ropes and and the bands, you know, besides just lifting weights. I think a lot of that has changed the way the coordination has happened for kids. Do you think, I think also like the access to information with the internet and with videos and everybody is so much more aware and it's so much easier to get good information on training. I'm sure when you started in 83, if you're coaching basketball and you wanted to learn a new defense, like what did you even, you had to go find a book somewhere, right? Uh, that or you went to a clinic, right? right. You know, you, you went off to a clinic to learn, you know, what it is today. You just, you could sit down on the internet and that there's your, there's your clinics right there. 
And I think that's re- that's improved because, you know, youth yep. coaching gets better. But then even the kids, I have a lot of kids that will watch videos that are that are specific to their position or their sport. And they'll improve because of that. I'm sorry. Let's get back to your list, coach. OK, that's all right. Uh, next up is uh, Jenny Castorinos, young lady who is a tremendous soccer player. She was the first and only girl to ever be able to do the flip throw when she would throw it in. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, and she could whip that ball. I'm telling you, Sean, probably 25, 30 yards. In fact, I watched her throw it in a goal in one game. <laughs> they had to disallow the goal because it didn't right. touch anybody, but she was a tremendous track star for Dave Perkins, uh, as well as a soccer player for, uh, Scott Paul. Right. And what kind of, of weapon is that flip throw? Because you get so much more velocity. It goes so much further. And then it's amazing. Like it's a testament to what an athlete she is because you don't see a lot of people doing that. Uh, no, that, that, that takes some coordination and you, and you're also praying that ball doesn't slip, slip out of your hands as you're flipping. But, uh, you know, it was, and, and the interesting thing when she did it was how accurate she was and where she wanted to throw that ball. So it was interesting to watch her. She went on to play uh, college in soccer up in North Carolina. Nice. Next on our list, and last of the girls, and, and I'm sorry, I'm sure I'm missing a ton of girls, but uh, Heather Palladino. Uh, this young lady was just a tremendous defensive soccer player for Coach Scott Paul, and uh, what a shortstop she was at Key West High. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she just played two sports, and, and she always gave it her all, and uh, just a, a great hitter, fielder, and uh, like I said, a tremendous defensive soccer player. Right. And I remember, I remember her, what a great athlete that, that she was really great softball player. And, and that's your list. I see for the ladies, all the ladies are playing multiple sports and those are the, that's the best athletes. Nobody coach, nobody from Mary Immaculate. Uh, you know, <laughs> Honorable well, she, mention. she actually, you know, she actually ended up playing at Key West High, but she only played one sport and I, you know, um, that would have been Monica Hearst. Okay. What did she play at at uh, Mary Immaculate? She was a softball player. Okay. Yep. Okay. So now, now that is your list of uh, of the ladies. How about the yep. gentlemen? Now, now we're gonna start with the gentlemen. Yeah, you know, and these are all multiple sport guys. Okay, and uh, the first group I'm gonna go are, are athletes who were very, very good athletes. Right. I'm not going to put them up there in the upper echelon class yet, but they were very good athletes. So this is your and honorable mention. You're starting with that. I guess, I guess that's how I look at it. Okay. Right? All right. Let's do it. Yeah. Benny Lowe. Um, yeah. Played played baseball and football for uh, Key West High. Uh, great pitcher, and uh, you know he went on to play in uh, in the minor leagues. Okay, and was a great quarterback for Key West High. Next up is Mikey Edwards. Uh, another one who was a tremendous running back. Yeah. Okay. in the football team and, uh, played baseball and outfield for baseball team. Mikey, Mikey was, I remember him. He was like, what, like 99, 2000, something like that yep. coach. Yep. What a tremendous, consistent running back. Yes. And how yes. about the two, one, two, we got time coach. We got the one, two punch Mikey Edwards. Remember Mikey Edwards. And then you had Jimmy green. Yep. And yep. Jimmy Green was so tough. I couldn't believe the hits. He was so small, so tough, and some of the hits he would take and get up was just unbelievable. But yeah, Mikey Edwards, great athlete. Exactly. <clears throat> Excuse me. Next up uh, is Alex Yanovich. And uh, Alex <laughs> was a uh, uh, tremendous uh, place kicker and kickoff and punter, but he was a, a solid, solid soccer player who went on to play in Missouri. Um, great. His dad is, uh, one of the coaches in, uh, Key West for all the travel teams. Uh, but Alex was just a tremendous athlete when it came to soccer and, you know, for football. And he was, correct me if I'm wrong, coach. He was one of your kickers, right? Yes, exactly. So what, how much nicer was it when during football season, when you have a kicker like that, that you don't have to worry about? Well, you always got to worry, okay, coach, you know, because <laughs> it's it's not just a kick. Remember, you got to have a snap, you got to have a hold, you got to have a placement, and then you got to have the kick or you got to have a snap and you got to have a catch. And you know, you yeah. always worry about soccer kids when it comes to catching the ball. All right? But uh, you know, for Alex, uh, he just uh, a kid who worked hard. All right? And uh, we went to a lot of kicking clinics he and I and uh, you know, just improved his game and and probably could have kicked D1 if he wanted to, but he wanted to go play soccer. So you and him would go off to kicking clinics together. 
Yes. And now were those like on field clinics where they would work or, or both yes. or what? Yeah, we went, we went, we go up to Day County to the University of Miami campus. And then how, when you guys went up there, there's other kickers there. How did he rank amongst the other kickers? Uh, you know, for the, for the most part, I would say he was, he was, he was comparable. Okay. Right. You know, and, uh, you know, for a kid who, who, in a, you know, and I'm still learning the aspects of, of teaching kicking and things like that you know but he was he was very good he was consistent from 50 yards back then and uh, you know and that and that's what most of them were and that's another thing where like kickers have got so much better over the last 20 years because of technology and coaching and training and all that stuff but you see a high level of kicker at the high school level these days yep we're trying that's for sure <laughs> all right next up are two wrestlers okay um, and they were they were football players on the line and tremendous wrestlers, and that's Pedro Lara and Chaz Jimenez. Right? Okay, uh, these guys anchored a, a line from their freshman year through their center years. All right, uh, for them that came through, and uh, those two, and then they both had tremendous wrestling careers with Chaz losing in the state championship. We had we had Chaz on two weeks ago, and and we talked all about that coach, and it was fascinating to to go through, go through the time and, and really go back and look at that. And, you know, Chaz was also the first wrestler from Key West high school to appear in a state finals. Exactly. And like, that's, I, that's such a huge deal. And, and him yep. and Pedro both were tremendous football players, you know, during there was a, a, that period of time there, I guess with, with Greg Kramer while they were uh, upperclassmen. And before that with coach Hughes, where they, yeah, they did anchor that line on some very good Key West Conk football teams. Yep. All right. The next two are, are the same combo offensive linemen and wrestlers. And that's Andre Otto, who's graduating this year. And Patrick Barnett, who graduated a couple of years ago, okay. both of them again tremendous offensive line play. All right, for Key West, and that's why they both have received scholarships to go play football. And uh, you know, both of them uh, have had tremendous. And Andre is expected again to, to probably make it to the state finals this year in in wrestling. And coach, a couple things here on this one is first of all, your the list of of people that aren't honorable mention has to be great because you have Patrick Barnett and you have Andre both signed division one. So that shows you, you know, the caliber of this list. Now with Andre, not only do you have wrestling and football, but what he ran the 200 and track coach. <laughs> that, that, yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, you talk about yeah. athletes. That's, that's an amazing factor right there that he was a competitive, he's an offensive tackle, six, six, 300, and he's running the 200. Right. Isn't that something? So, you know, that's said That's how times have changed. Coach, can I ask, as you say, with the training and everything? Oh, absolutely. And then mm -hmm. uh, how about with Patrick Barnett? I, can you give us, give our listeners an update to how he is doing? I know he's, he's battled some injuries at UCF. Well, he, he had, he had an ACL tear and uh, he's coming into full recovery and hopefully uh, he'll be ready to go back, you know, to this fall and be ready to play again. Oh, that's great news. Who's, yeah. who's next on your list? Uh, Mike Dean. All right, oh, tremendous yeah. wide receiver at Key West High, all right, and a great basketball player went on to play at the University of Illinois. And I think if my memory serves me uh, correct, that was one he was he played for uh, Andy Siegel. Yes, yes, exactly. Coach our, James, myself, and mm -hmm. Andy Siegel. Uh, yep, back in the in the mid uh, mid nineties. Mid nineties. Exactly. Did you? And I know I already know the answer to this, Coach. Did you listen to my podcast with Andy Siegel? Uh, no, sir, I did you, not. It's okay. You got to check yeah. it out because you you know obviously you're mentioned in it a lot. So then you definitely want to listen to it. But it was just fascinating to listen to Coach Siegel talk about like those times when you guys were all coaching together back then. There's some sent me some great pictures of you guys together wearing your nice jumpsuits and everything like that. <laughs> um, that's but back in the day, my it man. was, it was, but it was fascinating. You know, like when you think about it, he talking to coach Siegel, there was a lot of talent on that team. I'm sure we're going to get to some of them later, but yeah. what a talented team. And I hate to say it, I hate to bring it up, but that 95 district win the last time Key West high school has won a district title. Exactly. 95. And we won the first round of the playoffs yeah. too. Yeah. Yep. All right. Next up, uh, young man who who was was a very good football player and basketball player uh played for coach james and i and that's andre pool all right uh he played wide receiver he played defensive back he he wasn't afraid to mix it up and hit you it was crazy 
All right. Um, and then uh, just, a, you know, very good basketball player uh, who just worked worked his butt off. So I know at the top of the show, when you came on, you talked to some extent about all the different things you've coached. But for our listeners, Coach Wise has literally coached everything. So at one point, you were the varsity boys basketball coach. You and, and Coach James is your assistant. Yep, exactly. He was actually the, the uh, head coach for one year, and then I took over the following, <laughs> and he became my assistant. We were just all we did was reverse roles, right? And, uh, you know, but uh, we yeah we did that for a while, and you know, football as well, and baseball, and I've I've coached actually a girls uh, wrestling meet, <laughs> okay, really? uh, back when Troy Bow was the coach, and uh-huh. uh, we had a girl who he said, "Hey, I need you to leave here and take her over to this tournament and." coach the state tournament yeah i'm like okay what do i know about wrestling <laughs> but uh, you know it's it's something you do is i always say um a, uh, a jack of all trade not good in any of them there so. you go you were also <laughs> go you were a girl softball coach at one point yep yep girls saw yeah and i've coached i said soccer games and you know yeah, whatever it all goes all right let's go on you ready? all right yeah all right next up i said these are remember folks this is in no order at all um, Daryl Lewis. <laughs> all right. This Darryl is, Lewis, this is also, wait a second. Right? I know that you want to get this out here. This is also just coach wise's opinion. He's doing yes. his best. So D Lou, Daryl Lewis. Yep. D Lou. Okay. Great quarterback, good basketball player, tremendous baseball pitcher, uh, signed to go play baseball at USF. All right. So he was a, a three sport athlete, which was great to see back then. And also part of a state championship team with baseball, correct? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, next up, Eric Brown. Mm-hmm. All right. Eric Brown was a great basketball player for Bill Butler. Uh, you know, part of that team that went to the state championship in 2002 uh, and a great defensive end who signed with Middle Tennessee State. Yeah. Division one school. That That's pretty strong right there. Yep. Lamont Woodbury. Okay. Uh, Lamont Woodbury played basketball and football for me. Uh, I would say a good basketball player, not a great basketball player, but a tremendous wide receiver uh, who went on and signed and played at Mississippi State. Fantastic. Well, that's okay. Again, this is the honorable mention. I can't wait to hear the top. We'll keep going. Uh, JP Garcia. All right. Uh, uh, This young man, I don't know if I've met a, a, a more more tougher kid than JP Garcia. All right. Um, he was the type of kid that if you said, JP, I need you to go down, knock, knock that wall down. Uh, he wouldn't stop till it was knocked down. Okay. Kid who played football, uh, fullback and would mix it up and, and lay those blocks out for red rocket and, and Corey Sawyer to do their option plays. Like you can't believe, um, and baseball player, speed in the outfield could hit could run you know and was just he was he was one of the first kids who who i couldn't get over how strong he was when he came to key west high you know and and uh his son uh has followed in his footsteps who's playing football up at bethel college you know just just a tremendous athlete jp garcia so going through the list too so you you actually coach some baseball too right Yes, yes. And JP, now everybody in Key West knows JP. He's a great guy. He coached at Key West. He coached in the youth leagues. Everybody knows JP. Everybody yep. knows JP is, as, as a football player, part of that 88 team, part of that 89 yep. team. But really, he also played baseball. Oh, yeah. He was starting center fielder. Great, great athlete. Wow. And that's, that's fantastic. Who you got next? Uh, Michael Brooks and Antoine Williams. Michael Brooks was a lineman <laughs> uh-huh. right, and a track guy. Antoine Williams was our quarterback uh, and, and a track guy. And they both went to school up in Minnesota to play. In fact, they both stayed in Minnesota. Antoine, I believe, is a principal at a high school up there. And Michael Williams has become a dentist. Or Michael Brooks, I'm sorry. What? And, uh, you know, they, uh, those guys, you know, played their butts off for us and, uh, you know, earned scholarships to go play at the next level. What an amazing thing. I remember both of those guys, you know, uh, Rocket and Michael Brooks. And that's 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 fantastic that they both went. I mean, it's a shame that they leave Key West, but Rocket goes up there and becomes a principal and Michael Brooks becomes a dentist. That what what that's just like just taking a break from everything for a minute. That's the beauty of athletics there that I think a lot of people don't realize because like, honestly, if it wasn't for those guys playing football and going away to that school in Minnesota, they would be living in Key West. And and I don't think 
I don't think one would be a principal and one would be a dentist. It's a good I think it's safe to say, and that's the yep. that's the beauty of high school athletics, right there. Yep, uh, Blaine Barroso. Okay, this was a kid who played defensive back and took it on as a middle linebacker position. All right, he was a tremendous football player, a uh, tremendous baseball player. Okay, as well, uh, a kid who could just hit the heck out of the ball, should shag down anything in the outfield, but uh, he really anchored our defense in football when he played. Blaine Barroso. All right. Who do you got next, Coach? Alvin Howard. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Quarterback and track guy at Key West High. Alvin uh, led us, you know, to the playoffs uh, against my Monsignor Pace that year. Uh, had a chance to go play in college uh, out in California. Uh, tremendous track guy as well. And, uh, you know, just a kid who gave it his all all the time. And, uh, you know, part of that Howard uh, background, good genes. Yeah, we could break. Let's break that down a little bit. I know, you know, I remember watching him forever as a kid and going to high school and stuff. And something that was amazing about him was his ability. He's a game-breaking wide receiver for the Conks as a junior and a and a freshman and a sophomore, and then switches to quarterback and runs the option and does a fantastic job with that coach. I mean, yeah, that was a that was really amazing. Did. And, and, you know, and had all the speed in the world. And that's why he was such a, a great track competitor. And I think I, I think he is at Howard University now. I know that he is he is I know like he had a he had a, an interesting road because of COVID and starting off right. at Florida Tech and then going to junior college in California. But I know that he's he's playing defensive back now and I wanna say Howard University, but he's still he's still out there doing it. And can you know what I've always been curious about? I know his uncle was a tight end at went to Key West was a tight end at Louisville I think but can you tell me his family background? wide receivers yeah okay. Mr. James Howard yeah and yeah. then wasn't his dad a good football player too yes Bo Howard yeah yeah <laughs> so, so, so there yeah, is that's that. a, the Howard genes are tremendous um okay who, who do you got next on the honorable okay, mention uh, next is uh, a young a couple of guys who who actually were a year before I got here but um They've come up on the list because I've seen their names so many different times. Uh, Tony Roberts and Kenny Ramming. All right, these were guys who were football and baseball players. Tremendous football player was Kenny Ramming. Speed, power, strength like you can't believe. Tony Roberts was the same way. Uh, they'd hit you and uh, not even uh, you know shake your hand afterwards, just let you lay on the ground. But then they also were tremendous baseball players that make this list as on the honorable mention, as I call it. And both of them had sons that played at Key West High School, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly. Amazing. All right. So, so now we're going to go to what I what well I take back. There's one more I'm going to put on there, and that that is uh, Jair Torres, okay. right, kid who played uh, kicked for me and also played soccer uh, for Mark Pierre, who went on to play in college. Uh, you know, which was great to see because you know not too many times do kickers get to get a scholarship, and he did receive a full ride for four years at Sterling College. So, you know, that's that's a tremendous accomplishment. So that that's your list of honorable mention and that's a fan you have you have state champions there. You have division one players there. You have the yep. best of the best. So now right. you're gonna give me your top five. Now these are not honorable mention. This is the best of the best that you've seen, your opinion. And I hate to say we're gonna call it the top ten. Okay. We that's fine. Yep. Let's get it going. Yep, uh, we you know, but the problem is, again here it's not in any order, okay? Yeah, no, right. no matter what, no one's gonna believe you, Coach. You got it. All right, here we go. Uh, you know, I'm gonna start with a guy named Stanley Payne. All right. S- Stanley Payne was a unbelievable wide receiver. Uh, you know, uh, he had some of the softest hands I've ever seen for a kid. Ran great routes. Okay, and was also a tremendous basketball player for Key West High. About what years was he playing, Coach? Uh, Stanley played in the mid. I'm going to say the late late eighties, early nineties, something like that. So late eighties. He's think. he's yeah. like post. So he's post state championship run. Yes. Okay, like right right after that, like Benny Lowe's playing quarterback right around uh, that time? No, St- Stanley was actually before the state championship. Oh, okay, run. okay, yep. like John Ray exactly. Jackson's yep. time. Yep. Okay. Because John okay. Ray Jackson was throwing the ball a lot, so that's probably who he oh, was yeah. throwing to. Okay. Yeah, you got it. Okay. Uh, next up, uh, J.R. Mounts. Oh, okay. Right. I, I knew uh, he'd be on the list. J.R. Mounts, 
he could have played D1 football, uh, chose not to play his senior year. It's, you know, and I always say it's a crying shame. Uh, he should have played, you know, both football and baseball his senior year, but he chose to play baseball, got drafted by the White Sox. Uh, you know, just a, a, I don't know if I've ever seen a faster kid in the outfield than J.R. Mounts. Okay. But this kid was big, fast, strong, um, tremendous baseball player. But I truly believe he was, he was a more of a tremendous football player than baseball. So one of the things, you know, I think coach, coach James is, is pretty honest, pretty humble guy. And he's going to give you, he says this about him. If he would have stuck with football, he'd be retired in the NFL right now. Uh, we all believe that. There's no question about it. He 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 had that kind of athletic ability. And right? uh huh. And I think yep. that it just goes back to this. You know, you see it. You see it all the time, like on on your phone, on these memes or whatever, where they have the number of athletes in high school that played multiple sports. Yep. You know, and exactly. and it seems like. It doesn't hurt you like like some people say it does. I think it helps athletes to play multiple sports, and you really never know which one is going to be your best until you play it out. Right, and and we'll talk about the multiple sports things at the end because I, I do have a theory on kids who play multiple sports again versus playing a single sport. Definitely want to uh, hear ne- that. Next up on my list, uh, Mayor Kanan, the only athlete that I know of that's come out of Key West High who was first team all state in two different sports. Um, He was first team all state in soccer his senior year and first team all state in um, uh, football. All right. As he kicked for me and he was the first kid that absolutely refused to kick with a T and (laughs) we're talking about back in the nineties, he's kicking off the ground, kicking 55 yard field goals. Like they were nothing. Wow. uh, This kid uh, went on to play soccer in college and uh, uh, was just a tremendous athlete. First team All-State in two different sports. Yep. All right. Uh, next up, Clive Georges. Okay. Great wide receiver and, tra- and a state champion in track. Okay. Went on to play college football. Uh, this kid, he was as fast as you can you can believe. And uh, had great hands. Uh, I think he still holds the record for uh, most completions in a career at Key West High. And uh, had a great chance to go in and play, you know, in college. And he did. All right. All right. That's solid. Yeah. Yep. Next up, and this young man is an athlete and a half, and that's Terrence Moore. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Terrence Moore went on to run track, state champion in track, had a tremendous football career, got to play in college, and right now his his oldest son is being heavily recruited across the nation to play wide receiver. And uh, this kid just – you know, one of the most amazing things that we ever saw, and you can ask Coach James, anybody who coached, you know, back when, when, when Robert was coaching, we watched him leap over an entire offensive and defensive line to block a field goal in a game. You know, his athletic ability was just second to none. Wow. Did you, did you, I saw um, coach, coach from Alabama flew in on the helicopter to see his son. Yeah, exactly. Coach Saban. I, I mean, say. wow. He's, he's being heavily recruited. Mm-hmm. And right? he, isn't he at Tampa Catholic now? Tampa Catholic, exactly. Right. Yep. And, and there's some Key exactly. West connections there. Yep. Yep. Uh, next up on the list, Rand Carthon, all right, uh, the uh, current GM at the Tennessee Titans. Okay. Uh, tremendous football player and track person here at Key West High. Rand was a military kid who moved in uh, he, and we have always treated him like a conk and he is a conk. And, um, you know, Rand had back-to-back games in Naples where he ran for 275 against Laley and then against Baron Collier or Naples High, I think it was, uh, 375 the following week. So, you know, he was just, and then went on to play at Florida and then in the NFL. And then, like, Rand was there for Coach Hughes' first run back at Key West High School, and we're talking about Coach Jerry Hughes, right, Judd? Right, yes, yes. Yeah, and he was was the guy that the team was pretty much built around. Is that fair to say? Yeah, you remember that they only had 21 kids. (laughs) So definitely... (laughs) Yep, and, you know, they were led by LeAndre uh, Washington, who was a quarterback and the middle linebacker, and, they, you know, they go into Bell Glades, and they're beating actually beating Bell Glades 14-7 to 7 at half. Bell Glades people are going crazy, uh, you know, and, and then LeAndre gets hurt, and uh, fortunately we lose that game. Now, did Rand – I don't know if you remember or not, Coach, but did Rand play defense also then? 
Uh, you know, I'm sure he did. Okay. Because they only had 21. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure he went back and forth on that. Uh, next up on the list, uh, Corey Sawyer, uh, legit D one basketball player who played for me, uh, and was a D one football player who played at Florida state, uh, won a national championship at Florida state, uh, would have led us to a, probably a state championship had he not broken his collarbone, uh, against Wakula Hardy at home in the playoffs that year. But, uh, you know, went on and had a tremendous career in the NFL with the Cincinnati Bengals. Did you go to that state championship game coach? No, I was in the gym coaching a basketball game because I refused, I refused to cancel the game. Uh, and I'll tell you the interesting story is, you know, I started that year because so many of my kids were playing football that we only had five that I kept. I didn't bring anybody up from JV. All right. We only had five. Uh, that that's we lived and died with the ladies we danced with. And, uh, you know, in, in that game, we had the radio going on right. while the game was going on, listening to the state championship. And we were playing highly of Miami Lakes that day. Oh, you're playing HML, the Trojans. <laughs> yep. So, exactly. Um, wow. That's, that's, yep. that's insane. So like for our, our listeners, like what coach is saying is that sometimes, especially if you make a state championship run, football season goes into basketball and it's going to go the farthest for basketball. If your team goes to the state championship. So you only, exactly. Yeah. And that was the, you remember that was the first year they went to the neutral site. Yeah. Otherwise that game would have been in key West that Ugh. year. If they would have stayed with the old format and they went up to Daytona beach to play live Oak Swanee. It was like 30 degrees with the windshield making it about 20 degrees. And uh, our kids had never been in, in weather like that. Can you imagine if that game was played in Key West? Uh, it, was, it, would, it would have been unbelievable, the oh. amount of people that would have been there. It would have been you know? a record gate for yeah. sure. Oh, no question. <laughs> All right. Uh, next on the list, Preston Hurst. Okay. All right. Uh, Preston Hurst. Football, baseball, phenom. Uh, could take over a game, control a game, whether it's with his arm, his running ability, with his bat, his glove. Uh, this is a kid who's off playing in college. Uh, in fact, I just watched his first game the other day on on, on live streaming, and uh, this kid is going to have a future. Uh, he's playing baseball in college, but I'll be honest with you, I think he could have played football in college just as well. I mean, here he is. He's the Monroe County Player of the Year as a sophomore, doesn't play his junior year, and then becomes Player of the Year again as a senior. I mean, it's just a testament to his overall athleticism. No question about it, you know, and and, and what a leader. And that was the best part about him. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, these are my, my last two that are coming up. And these are probably what I have to put at the top of the echelon. Okay. And the, the first one is James Howard. Okay. Okay. Uh, this young man was a three sports star at Key West High football, basketball, baseball. All right. Was great at all three. All right. Wide receiver went to play at Louisville, um, center on the basketball team, shortstop on the baseball team. Yeah. You know, he could do it all. In fact, I even have a picture of him jumping center against Michael Irvin when Michael played at St. Thomas Aquinas. That's great. You know, can you send uh, me that picture uh, for the podcast that if you could find it, it's uh, that's a great picture. No, I have the picture. I just, Just, I'm trying to figure out how we can, we, we can get it because it's an old type picture, but you take a picture of the picture with your phone uh, and you just text it to me. That that's so great coach. For, for you, I can do that. I mean, okay? seriously. So yeah. at Key West High School, you're playing St. Thomas and you're playing against Michael Irving and he's jumping against him. What? A, that's great. They're jumping coach. center to start the game. Yeah, exactly. Isn't that something? Yeah, that that's incredible. And then, you know what? Like back to your list, that's the ultimate right there. I'm sorry, coach. When you talk about great athletes, you have a lot of athletes that are playing two sports. But when, and I'm going to say it, when you can dominate in the big three, football, basketball, baseball, that tells me something about your athleticism. Yeah. And, right. and, and, you know, everybody I've ever talked to has said he is probably the best athlete to come out of QS High that played multiple sports. Yeah. All right. And last on my list and not least, um, 
this is a, a young man who played uh, and graduated in 80. All right. So he's, he's before me, but I know all <laughs> about him because his, his grandpa uh, coached with me when I first got here and everything else. I know and, about uh, him too. I know who it is. Let's go. Absolutely. Right? And this, this kid was, was the freak of nature. Yes. Okay. Uh, he was unbelievably big. He was fast. He was strong. Uh, he was a tremendous running back for Key West High and baseball player at Key West High, and and that's Robert Speedy Neal. Absolutely. And uh, uh, you know, like I said, uh, everything I've ever heard about him uh, is you know seems like it's, it's true that I've ever heard. I uh, he did get you know played at UM, uh, and he also went on to. Uh, play and sign with the Buffalo Bills and in, in the NFL. So, you know, it's it's a lot of uh, great names on that list. Oh, wait, wait, wait um, and, a and, second, and, Coach. Wait a second, Coach. You're not wrapping up yet. We're going to talk about Speedy uh, Neal. No, oh, I no, a, I know I'm not wrapping up. I got saying, a couple questions about Speedy yeah, Neal. Right, but, you know, I just want uh-huh. to say, as we said before, this is just what I've seen over the years yeah. myself. And, you know, I've touched base with some couple of other coaches, Coach James and stuff. Um, and, 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 and I apologize if I've left anybody off, you know, anything else, you know, you don't mean to do it because the number of athletes I've seen over the years, as you say, 40 years, you, know, you tend to forget. Yes. And then honestly, I'm sure that we're forgetting people like honestly. Yes. So don't like, this is, this yep. is our, this is a fun thing for us to do as a podcast and, and hopefully some people enjoy this, but we're not here to, to hurt any feelings. And I'm sure that we no. forgot great athletes now. Exactly. Like back to, back to speedy Neil, number one, he signs to go to university of Miami was a member of the 83 national championship. Yes, team, he was got injured. And then, uh, Alonzo Highsmith played fullback in that national championship game right. instead of him. Right. Um, the story, and, and he went on to have a great NFL career. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, that tells you what they had at, at UM at that time. Like for sure. But I could remember literally being 10 years old, living in Miami and hearing about Speedy Neal. Yeah. Like even when he, he was, was still in high school in a pre-internet age, I knew who Speedy Neal was because he was like a superhero. Yeah, he he was he was a freak of nature. You know, uh, you know, because Key West High is not known for having athletes who are big and tall. And, you know, we're talking about a guy who was six, three, six, four, probably about 240 pounds back then that could run like the wind. Yeah. And then then talk about his baseball career, too, because there's tall tales of him at the junior at the junior baseball league field, just hitting them out consistently. Right. And, uh, you know, he, he was a kid who played in the outfield. And, uh, you know, uh, anytime he got a single, it was a double because he would steal second base right, or become a triple because he had speed, you know, and, and a lot of people see that big body coming at him. They were like backing out of the way. They didn't want to deal with the throws or any of that stuff. But, you know, he was a very good baseball player. Uh, he is a tremendous football player. And, uh, from what I all recognitions you know, he's probably, uh, number one on the list. And then what a great um, what a great time to be at QS High School. This is prior to you getting here, but from what I've read and from what I've seen in my research is, you know, Speedy Neal's senior year, they actually had a cable access uh, television show about the Conks. It was the hot, like about Conk football. The coach, I think it was Gene Cox. Gene Cox had a weekly television series, you know, like they used to have back in the day for colleges talking about Key West High football. Key West High football was the hottest ticket to get. Those pack, those, those, those seats were packed every Friday night and they were all there to see him and see that Conk team. Yeah, no question about it. You know, when you think about it and, you know, I've sent you the history of the football yeah. that I put together and stuff and, you know, how, how it was through the uh, uh, times in the 50s and the 60s and the 70s and the 80s, uh, you know, that stadium and, and pretty much through most of the 90s, that stadium was packed every Friday night. No matter the record. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, so that's, that's your list. I asked coach, this is, this is typical coach wise. I asked coach wise to give me his top five. Uh, he gave me his top 35 and that's fine because we want to recognize people. And there are a lot of great athletes that came through Key West high school. And, and I think coach wise has a pretty good list, you know, you know what people are. Yeah. It's, it's, I think it's a good list coach. 
Well, you know, we've, we've done the best we can <laughs> trying to remember all those athletes that have come through <laughs> the high school, as I said, you know, and, 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 you know, and, and you just can't break it down to me. I couldn't do it based on a kid who, who just played one sport. I think we had to look at the kids who were playing multiple sports at that time and, and stuff, because, you know, if you go back and, and you think about it, if I even went back, way back to the to the 50s and 60s you know oh, yeah. all those athletes back then probably played multiple sports mm-hmm. you know and there, there were some tremendous athletes back in those days and stuff you know when you look at and you think about george myra or, or boog Powell, you know right you got athletes that that you know played multiple sports back then and who excelled in, in both sports yeah i mean that was su- such a way of life back then for athletes and especially back then too coach because most high schools just had uh football basketball and baseball am i right exactly yeah right there was only three sports probably back then uh you know some probably had had track you know but as far as the other type of sports no they really didn't and then back then i mean if you were an athlete you played all three for the most part yeah you're you're darn right you did you went from one to the next you mm-hmm. know and uh uh, it's just how it was. And, and that's how, you know, the great athletes were. And, and that goes back to what I wanted to finish out with, yeah. you know, when we're talking about kids who play multiple sports versus kids who play just one sport. And, and I think one of the things that I want to see somewhere down the line, that anybody's done a study is are kids getting injured quicker when they only play one sport versus playing multiple sports and my reasoning for that is because you're using the same muscle group over and over and over and it doesn't necessarily get a chance to rest and and so that's one of the things that i would like to see a study on you know because when you think about it coach we we when we were starting in our coaching careers and stuff you didn't hear much about an acl injury Mm -hmm. all right you know you didn't hear much about tommy john surgery all right. And, and so, you know, that's all gotten big time now with those kinds of injuries and they're common, you know, they're, they're common and the, you know, the kids all deal with them every single day, you know, and, and they're ha- popping up all the time, but are we seeing them more so in kids who are just playing one particular sport versus playing multiple sports? Yeah. Well, you know, there, there's been a lot of changes in high school sports over the last 30 years. And, and I don't know if they're good or bad, but you're definitely seeing a lot more people, especially at the bigger schools coach that are just focusing on one sport, you know, and, and we're, we're not going to know the long-term deal with that. Who knows if ever, but exactly. So, but if you want to be, if you want to be the best athlete in my mind, I'm still stuck on you with James Howard, coach. If you dominate in football, basketball, and baseball, if you dominate in all three, that's it. You're the you're the man, dude. I'm telling you. Yeah. That that's and, that's uh, super impressive. And listen, uh, you know, I saw James the other day, and you know, we're talking about a, a young man who's in his early fifties now, and this guy's in as good a shape as he was back when he played. I'm telling you, he I don't think he's put on a single pound since he's played he, he he looks tremendous well it's good to see him thriving you know and, and having that good start at key west high school and going to college and coming back and working at key west and it's, it's just great to see it you know people people do well and it's great to talk about how great sports are and i think we sort of covered that today and and what's going on at key west high school in the present day you got we're transitioning from winter sports to spring what's going on down there baseball softball's getting ready basketball's finishing up but you know your winter sports uh you know the first teams went to district last week uh the boys and girls soccer and girls weightlifting went on saturdays i'm sure they did at marathon as well yep. and then of course uh you know you got basketball that's finishing up boys and girls okay wrestling will go on for another couple of weeks before they get ready to go to district play as well but spring sports are cranking up uh, all of them other than track and field right now are um are starting their practices you know when you think about it it's only uh right now the first week of baseball and softball is done two weeks so they start their season you know the preseasons and everything else so you know the school year is just winding down and going so quickly we're already to the halfway point mm-hmm. of this quarter come friday you know and uh you know <laughs> it's spring sports are going to be cranking up before you know it and you know, winter sports will be ending, and next thing you know, it's going to be time for graduation. Yep, and time for fishing. 
Yeah, there you go. I like that, you know, for sure. Well, so, coach, we're definitely we're definitely going to have you on again. I really love the way today went. Thank you so much for coming on. And once again, I just want to say to everybody, Coach Wise's opinion. I know we forgot people, but this is a starting place. You got you got to have some starting point every That's time. Right. Well, thank you so much, coach, and have a great day. Coach McDonald, enjoy it. All right. Thanks a lot for listening to the podcast today. You know, Coach Wise was on and he had his list. Everybody has their own list. Remember, this is his opinion. It's not my opinion. It's not your opinion. And if if you'd like to add your list, you could go at it at the uh, at on Facebook at, uh, you know, Florida Keys Sports History uh, over there. You can email me sports at keysweekly.com or you could just post a link to the podcast and put your list in your Facebook or your social media. And how does your list compare? So everybody have a great day. Thank you for listening.